Thank you for tuning in to The Balanced Creative. Please check out breathingspacecreative.com where you will find access to all of our episodes, the Nourishing Word blog, our Thrive coaching program, the Rise Author Care and Wellness program, the Forever Writers Club, and all kinds of fabulous tools to help you become a balanced creative. The Balanced Creative Podcast is edited and produced by Mar Tizak. My name is Shalene Knight, and I am founder of Breathing Space Creative Literary Studio, where we focus on building balance in our creative lives through mindset work, clarity, and healthy processes. I'm a writer, entrepreneur, publishing professional, a parent, and a huge lover of laughter, joy, and living my best life. Let's get down to it. It can be difficult to make quality time for your creative work when you're holding down a full-time job. So in today's episode, I share with you some of the small yet specific and powerful ways I made space for creation at my job back when I had a day job and opened up more energetic space for creativity. So the first thing I want to say is this is going to be a very short episode. I don't feel like this is the kind of topic that you can really dive deep into without giving yourself a little bit of space. So my whole idea here is to give you just a few tidbits for you to take back and implement now so that you can go ahead and try to find, you know, the pockets of time and space at your day job to really lean into your creative self and to begin to take back some of the control. Because I think that's part of the, the issue is like we feel like when we're working these day jobs, we are cemented or we are planted in something and that we can't actually move around and have a little bit of flexibility. So I'm hoping that uh, some of my little tidbits today uh, help you with that. So the first thing I think you need to do is get your mind right. So drop the excuses off now because if writing or insert other creative outlet here, if writing is part of your DNA, then you need to first acknowledge that and hold it. Uh, And I always say to people like writing to me is like a part of my body. It's an extension, you know, of me. And if someone were were to say, cut off your arm, like, would you do that? And I think when someone says, don't write or don't be creative or don't work on your project, it's to me, it sounds like cut off your arm. So I push back against that and I say no with love. So again, the first thing you want to do is get your mind right around this creative endeavor and why is it important to you? Why is it a part of who you are? The next thing you need to do, be honest. How do you feel when you aren't creating? Like chances are you're pretty grumpy or you're feeling like something is off or you're not being your full self, right? And that's, that's not fun. That's not fun. So really think about that. Be honest with yourself. How do you feel when you are not creating? Making use of the pockets of time that you have and get creative about what counts as writing. Like I've mentioned to many of you before, and if you've worked with me, you've probably heard this story. I wrote most of my first and second books while working my day job, meaning I was lucky in that I had a lot of tasks that really required me to just be inside my head and be alone and just kind of do this monotonous, uh, repetitive task. And in doing that, I was able to be alone with my thoughts. I was able to come up with some pretty cool 
ideas for the shape of my book. And so I always had a tiny little notebook in my back pocket. And sometimes I would just take it out and just quickly jot something down and put it back. You know, it wasn't like I wasn't doing my work. It was just giving myself an opportunity to record and document creativity when it would come. So that was one of my favorite things to do was just to make sure I had my little tiny notebook with me. And again, how simple is that, right? We're not trying to totally change uh, the work that we're doing. We're just creating small pockets of time for creativity. And I think one thing we all need to do, and this is kind of a big one and maybe it's an unpopular opinion, but we need to let go of that cliched image of the writer drafting and kind of sitting at their typewriter or a part of this world that we don't even have access to, right? So for 99% of us, our lives don't look like sitting at a computer or a typewriter all day long. We have a million and one other things to do. So if you want the writing life of your dreams, you need to be okay with the difficult work. You need to be okay with building your own idea or image of what a writer really is or what a creative is and what that looks like for you. Hey, I know when I'm watching some of those movies and they're featuring writers or people in publishing and I'm like, really, is it that glamorous? Like, why are these people not tired? Number one. And number two, like, what are they doing for income? Because there's no way they're making their entire living uh, from this book. And if they are, enjoy your 3% because the other 97% of us are not doing that. So again, let go of some of that. Build your own idea of what uh, a writer is and what counts as writing. So again, when we have that cliched image of the writer, we're often thinking that writing is drafting. But I don't believe writing is drafting at all. And again, another unpopular opinion. But I don't think sitting in front of your computer typing out some stuff is writing. That is simply getting your ingredients out. Uh, and so I say that anyone, absolutely anyone who can hold a pen or who can type or whatever can draft something. It doesn't have to be good, but anybody can draft something. So where does the actual writing come into play? For me, the writing comes into play with revision and revision and revision and revision, right? So that is where the writing happens. That is where the artistry is. That is how we shape our projects. So when we think about that, what are some of the things that contribute to us being able to revise? That's where you can use your nine to five job in a more creative way, right? So consider the people around you. Consider your colleagues. How many times have you overheard a conversation in the break room or in the staff room and you're just kind of minding your business but still picking up on what's been said. Tell me you can't learn a little bit more about dialogue from that eavesdropping, right? So then there's also observing people having the conversation. And this was something that I absolutely loved doing. I loved watching people from across the room, especially when I wasn't able to hear them because then I had to really imagine what they were talking about just by their facial expressions, by their body language, the way they were moving their hands. And again, my question to myself is, how do I replicate something like that for the page? So I was always writing and always trying to find spots to do so. And uh, I had a good time with that. And it made me feel good, right? Because I think we feel terrible when we're not writing. We feel like we're not writers when we're not writing. But if we redefine what counts as writing, well, then that's a game changer. So 
What are some things you need to do in a more general way? I think before you really dive into this, the first thing you need to do is learn how to say no. And I know many of you will say yes to things you don't want to do, whether that's connected to your nine to five job or outside of it. So figuring out how to say no and why and considering how you want to show up, thinking about your energy, all of that is uh, pre-work to being able to make more space inside of your nine to five job. So how do you do that? How do you learn how to say no? Great question. If you folks are super keen, you can sign up for our seasonal Say No with Love workshop where we teach you how to do that. So of course, we have resources for the things that we're offering you guys. So please check that out at breathingspacecreative.com when you have a chance. But think about this, folks. Like, what do you need more of when it comes to your nine to five job, right? So if there's a specific task that gives you energy, how can you ask for more of that? So when I think back to one of my old coffee shop jobs, or I worked for this company for, I'm going to go ahead and say 12 years, working in a coffee shop, doing my thing, right? I found out about myself that I received more energy from giving to people, right? And so I thought to myself, how can I take what I know about myself? I like to help. I like to make people happy. I like to surprise people. I like to give. How can I take that and apply it to the work that I'm doing in this coffee shop job? Like, really, it's that simple. And so I came up with all of these different daily themes. And so one of those themes was called Free Bean Fridays, where I basically took all the extra coffee beans that we had that we weren't going to use, and I would measure them out prepackage them into little cellophane bags and I'd put little coffee stickers on it. And then when customers would come up to the till, I would just slap one down on the counter. I would be like, bam, happy free bean Fridays. And people were so surprised. And it was the smallest thing, right? Like I'm essentially giving them a free pot of coffee that they could make at home. But again, it was just that surprise factor. Um, I could have made someone's day better, you know, in just that small offering. But what it did was it gave me energy. And in absorbing all of this, it increased my energy by the end of my workday, which I should have been depleted. But when I was acting in this way and using something that gave me energy in my nine to five job, I noticed I wasn't as depleted at the end of my day. So I gave myself more of that. I talked to my boss and I was like, what are some other cool things that we can do to kind of surprise and delight people? without, you know, going broke, like we're not going to give everything away, but what are some ways that we can do that? And can I be the lead for that? Right? So I made some space for some creative time in my job. And I also made ways for me to increase my energy. So it's kind of win-win. And then it also made me feel good, right? Like this whole idea of working a job where we just don't feel like we're making a difference or we're not contributing to something. I think for like 75% of the time, that is the struggle that we're all dealing with, where we feel like our nine to five jobs aren't giving us as much as we are giving to the job. So really think about that. Uh, how can you find smaller ways to kind of leave your mark? And then the next thing to consider would be, what can you change? So I remember working for a magazine and just hating, and I mean hating, and this was like difficult work for me this one task. It's going to sound silly. The task that was included in my job description was that I had to do website updates. Now, I 
am not someone who enjoys like going in the back end of the website and adding some code or whatever. Like I can figure it out, but it took me so long and I started to like just my energy would drain when I knew it was coming time to do that task. And then I had was talking with a colleague of mine and she was talking about how she hated the fact that her job uh, description included doing some of the event planning. And I was like, oh, I wish I had that in my job description. And we looked at one another and we just said, why don't we switch? And so we were able to switch those two tasks. And again, it just totally changes your energy level, which again, creates more time and energy and space for creation later. So it's really important when you can see these links. And of course, that might not be possible for folks, for everyone to just up and change their tasks. But for the most part, being able to vocalize that and acknowledge that, that's step one, right? Because who knows, you might leave this job, get a different job and start to learn a little bit more about where your energy tends to tends to taper off. So that was a huge for me. Uh, so I hope hopefully that's a good and helpful uh, example. Start thinking about time away from your job. And this doesn't mean vacation because not everyone is guaranteed that and not er everyone can you know, make that happen. But what about time away from your job in terms of your lunch breaks and your, you know, coffee breaks? How are you going to capitalize on that time? It doesn't mean you have to work on your creative project, but what's going to give you energy in that 15 minutes or in that half an hour? How can you take that and be able to carry that over into your creative realm? So that's something to think about. A couple of small micro things take a different route to work. So whether you drive, take the bus or walk or Uber or what, however you get there, how can taking a different route kind of create a sense of newness, right? Because we're all, if we're going to work, chances are we're going every day and things can get a little monotonous. They can get a little stale. So what if you mix things up and maybe you have to leave a little bit earlier, uh, but what if you take a different route to work? What could happen? What you're doing is you're opening yourself up to possibility. One thing that I recently realized about myself, and I was kind of struggling in one area, having, you know, made the shift from the nine to five job to working full time for myself from home, I started to miss the daily interactions or the possibility of the daily interactions that I would have on my way to work. So whether that was bumping into someone I knew or meeting someone new, or witnessing something funny on the train to work, whatever it was, I had eliminated all possibility of that ever happening again, because when I wake up, all I do is walk through my kitchen and go into my office and I'm here, right? So that does sound like it's a good thing. But over time, I realized that I was missing out on the possibility of an interaction. And so what I did was I gave myself an opportunity in my calendar to do one hour of my work elsewhere. So again, now I've got the opportunity to leave the house, take a different route to this cafe where I'm going to do some of my work for an hour, and I gave myself back that possibility of an interaction. How small and how micro is that? But it can make all the difference. So plan a different route to work. See if you can't find a way to mix things up, especially if you have a, you know, repetitive job where you kind of just do the same thing over and over. Or maybe you have a job that's, you know, super go, go, go and stressful. How can you create a little bit more ease? 
into your workday. So that's it, folks. That's the episode. Please think about these things. But before we go, I want to slip into a mindset minute. For some of us, being creative is who we are. So how dare we deny ourselves the opportunity to be who we are? Until next time, don't forget, mindset is everything. <laughs>